Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. A Republican Party official in Wasatch County recently criticized a bill that addresses a pay gap in the workforce. According to the Washington Post, James Green said that men have traditionally earned more than women and citing simple economics argued that things should stay that way. Green's letter to the editor, published in two Utah newspapers, produced a backlash, prompted him to write an apology and resign as vice chair of the Wasatch County Republican Party. State Senator Jacob Andereg's Senate Bill 210 would commission a study on whether there's a pay gap between male and female workers in Utah, which would require a few other things as well. We're going to talk about the wage gap on the program today, and we want to know what you think. Have you experienced a wage gap? Do you support Senator Andrex's bill? Does his bill go far enough? What can and should be done? You can comment right now to upraxcess at gmail.com. Upraxcess at gmail.com. You can also call us 800-826-1495 during the hour today. And uh, we're uh, going to be talking with uh, Stephanie Pitcher from the Utah Women's Coalition. Stephanie Pitcher, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us. And we have with us uh, until uh, 9.30, uh, Representative Tim Quinn, a re- Republican from uh, Heber City. Thanks for joining us. You bet. Thanks for having me. Uh, let me start with Representative uh, Quinn. First of all, let, let me say I'm I'm from Vernal, and I've uh, at least gone through Heber City many, many, many times, and uh, Wasatch County is a place I could certainly live. Beautiful, beautiful place. It is. We're we're grateful to live there. It's a beautiful valley. Uh, so, uh, Representative Quinn, you have repudiated Mr. Green's uh, comments. I wonder what uh, what reaction. Of course, this uh, at least uh, you know shined a spotlight on on this issue. Uh, what reaction have you gotten this whole kerfuffle from from your constituents? You know, to be honest, I didn't receive a lot of um, of correspondence from my constituents. I received more. More correspondence from people uh, outside of my district and outside of the state. Uh, that was the interesting thing to me. I did receive a few uh, from constituents um, asking me my opinion of, of the letter and of his comments. Some asked that I demand uh, Jim's resignation, but uh, the majority of the people that that reacted were were not from my district. Mm. Uh, this this did hit big uh, nationally, didn't it? I, I guess this. Are are you concerned? Um, this paints a different picture than you would like of, of the Republican Party in, in Wasatch County. Well, I am. I'm, I'm concerned for the party. I'm concerned that uh, that Mr. Green spoke, or, or at least signed, that he was the vice chair of the GOP in Wasatch County, as if to speak for the party, which certainly he did not, and he understands that. On Friday, uh, two days after this letter to the editor, I hit the park record in the Wasatch Wave, the two local papers in my district. I had an opportunity to speak to to Mr. Green and and ask um, kind of his feelings on the matter. He apologized profusely, had no idea that it would cause this backlash. I think that uh, had he read, this is my opinion, had he read what he wrote, he would not have sent it in in the form that he did. I, I shared with him that I was concerned what it, uh, what statement it was being perceived as making for the GOP in Wasatch, and uh, he said, he said, Tim, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask, make you ask me to resign. You know, I'm going to do the right thing and step down. And I, I told him I appreciated that, and that that I was going to be releasing a, uh, a press release, and he said he understood, and uh, I've not really spoken to him since, mm. but I, I'm. It was interesting how viral this went. Hmm. When you're a legislator from a rural area in Utah, like Wasatch County and Park City, it's kind of uh, it's interesting to see your words in the Washington Post and the New York Daily News and other outlets throughout the country. Yeah, I'll just read a, a couple sentences from Mr. Green's letter and 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 get to uh, how widely uh, or not widely that this view. Uh, would be shared. Uh, he says, if businesses are forced to pay women the same as male earnings, that means they will have to reduce the pay for the men they employ. He says that men are make are the primary breadwinners, uh, in his view. If that happens, uh, uh, if the wage gap is closed, then the men would uh, have even more difficult time earning enough to support their families. This gets to what some would see as uh, culture, perhaps uh, a, a a view, as some would see it, of, of the predominant religion, um, you know, LDS uh, Church. 
Uh, I don't know what your take, uh, Representative Quinn, on on that is. Is is this a widespread belief or not? Uh, I've I've not found anyone who's reached out to me and in my conversations, uh, certainly up here on the Hill, who shares those beliefs. I I don't think that uh, I am a member of the LDS faith. I don't think that this is a a religious matter in any way. I think this were these were some political views of Mr. Green, and I've not found anybody who who supports those uh, beliefs. And I, I certainly made that clear in my press release that this is not a view that's widely held within the Republican Party and certainly not my view. Let me turn to Stephanie Pitcher from the Utah Women's uh, Coalition. Uh, what, uh, well, first of all, your, your personal reaction to Mr. Green's comments. Um, I mean, I was certainly shocked. It's, uh, I mean, it, it was just a very um, overt they were very overt and open comments, and I think that um, I, I would agree with the representative that I don't think they're widely shared, but it was certainly shocking to see them printed. I think writing an op-ed is a pretty uh, deliberate and premeditated act, so um, we were certainly just shocked to see them. Hmm. Um, and uh, uh, on your Facebook uh, page, and this has been reported in the, in the news as, as well, uh, one person uh, wrote, I can't believe we're having this discussion in 2017. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the comments are very antiquated. This has been outlawed for, or uh, wage discrimination has been outlawed for at least 50 years. We had this conversation back in the 60s, and that's when the Fair Labor Standards Act was amended to uh, prohibit wage discrimination, and that's just how, you know, how it's been. So to kind of suggest otherwise is, is quite outdated. Hmm. Uh, Representative Quinn, uh, do you support Senator Anderegg's uh, bill? Uh, to, to, to study, I guess the main thrust of this is to, to get solid numbers. He wants to get solid numbers about what the pay gap is. Right. And I, obviously, I've spoken with Senator Andrick several times about this. Um, he kind of appreciated the story because he said, man, this is, this is more free publicity than I could ever get on this bill otherwise. But uh, he and I have spoken about his bill, what it does. I just looked it up to see where it is in the progression of things. It's still stuck in in one of the city uh, senate's uh, committees it's been there for 11 or 12 days i'm not sure why so based on when we end our session i don't think that this bill will, i'm not certain it'll even get a vote in the senate but I, I really don't think that it'll have time to come up to the house but the purpose of the bill like you said is primarily to create a study to collect data uh, specific to utah to see uh, if a problem exists and if it does to what uh, degree and uh, and I support that. I, I think that if if, le- if the legislature is charged with with passing laws or making changes to current law, we need the, the more data and the more accurate data that we can get in order to make those changes or those recommendations to law, the better off we are. So, in the regard that this is a bill that primarily uh, reaches out to the business community in Utah and says, "Tell us, give us the information here." then we have something to study. I'm in support of that. So even with a, a boost, you could call it, it, it probably, I think, uh, characterization, characterization is probably good from Senator Andrig. A lot of publicity on this bill, and it's still stuck in committee. Why do you think that is? There's not an appetite for doing this? I'm sure you realize this is my first term in the legislature, so I, I, I wouldn't pretend to know all of the rules and all of the reasons for things, and certainly not on the Senate side. Uh, the House and the Senate work on different rules and on different uh, flows and processes. But this may just be a timing issue. I, I don't think that anyone's particularly holding the bill because of the controversy that this caused. If anything, that would be a motivation to do something with it since the spotlight was shed on it. But there's a lot of bills this year. There's over 1,500 bill files that have been opened in the House and in the Senate. So it, my take is that this is just a volume issue. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't had time to go all the way through the process. Yeah, and we are about a week away from the end of the session, so it's uh, getting to a very uh, busy time. Um, Stephanie Pitcher, Utah Women's Coalition. Does the Utah Women's Coalition support Senator Anderick's bill? Yeah, absolutely. I think that any time we can get some uh, really focused research on uh, Utah numbers, it's a positive thing. Um, we do have a lot of great national statistics on the on the gender wage gap, and so from our perspective, we certainly know that it's an issue, um, especially across when you look at even the uh, comparisons amongst professions. There's some really great data on that. Um, but again, we're certainly not a, uh, not opposed to this type of a study, and we think that having good data is kind of a foundation for finding good solutions. 
Uh, according to the uh, National Women's Law Center, Utah women make 71 cents for every dollar paid to men. That's lower than the national average by almost 10 cents. Right. That's correct. In fact, we have one of the widest page wage gaps in the nation. Uh, so overall nationally, and then I'll ask you, Utah, why? Why, why the wage gap? Uh, you know, it's there can be a number of contributing factors. I think that um, the way that... Uh, I think that it can be reinforced by segregation in the labor market. I think that um, historically, boys and girls are encouraged to pursue different fields. You know that women uh, more traditionally enter fields like health, humanitarian humanities, education, things like that, whereas uh, boys may be more expected or more likely to pursue science or technical related fields. So I think that can certainly contribute. Um, I think that uh, balancing work and family life is also a factor um, when women have children, they traditionally take three months off to care for those children, and men often don't take the full amount of leave allocated to them. That can have an impact on, you know, the way women rise in the workforce. Um, And also just the family responsibilities in general. Women are more likely to take on a greater share of uh, housework and child care and other domestic responsibilities. I think that can also play a part. Hmm. Representative Quinn, I believe, uh, looking at your uh, your uh, spot on the website here for the House of Representatives, you're a, you're a business owner? Correct. Uh, so I want to maybe have you put that hat on. Um, you know, it's, it's, some argue that we don't want to, you know, over-regulate our businesses. Um, we do have regulations in place, you know, Fair, you know, Fair Labor Standards Act. Um I don't know what your experience has been as, as a business owner. It's it's on the other hand, it's it's uh, in the best interest. Some people would say of business owners to uh, you know to pay good wages, pay fair wages. You get good people that way. And I would agree. Um, I'm a small business owner, so we've I've never employed more than thirty people at any given time. But I think that uh, the way I viewed it, and the way that most people view it in the marketplace, is we just don't look at it on a gender basis. We don't look at it on a race basis or a religious basis or any basis. We just say who can do the job and who can do the job the best and here's what we pay. I, It's never even been a thought in my head that, hey, this is a woman or this is a man, therefore they should be paid X or Y. Uh, I, I've never viewed it through those lens, and I don't think that the majority of people out there do. You know, you could, you could ask, well, then why is there a disparity? And I think that, that Stephanie touched on some of those. Um, and I think that part of it may be that just historically, men men have been in the workplace, uh, in the workforce longer. Women are now, you know, over the last couple of decades, been entering the workforce in greater numbers. So I think just naturally over time, some of those disparities will will shrink, just from women being in the workforce more. But from my perspective, and from the other people that I know that run and operate and own small businesses, we just don't look at it in 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 terms of gender, race, anything. It's just, here's a job, who can fill the job, and here's what the job pays. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I view it, and I think most people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie Pitcher, um, Senator Andreg says, and I, I'm trying to find his quote here, but but paraphrasing him, he says, if we just get transparency on this, if we could just get good numbers for Utah and uh, you know get the pay ranges out there, that that'll take care of eighty to ninety percent of the of the of the problem. Just get the information out there. I wonder if you agree. Well, I'm not sure that's entirely true. I mean, like I said, I think having numbers on this is great. It's it's certainly a good foundation for our next steps, which is what we need to do legislatively about this. Um, but I'm not sure that information alone will solve the problem. What uh, what needs to be done? Do you think? You know, one policy that we're really interested in, and it's actually been introduced in Utah before, is a measure that would prohibit pay secrecy policies. So, um, and what I mean by that is it's currently okay for an employer to prohibit uh, his or her employees from discussing their wages in the workforce. Um, And that can be a real problem for women because if women are earning less, they often don't know it. And if they don't know it, they can't do anything about it. Hmm. Um, Here's some more statistics. Black and Latina women... In Utah, make fifty-six cents. This is uh, again according to the National Women's Law Center, and forty-seven cents, respectively, for every dollar paid to white men, respectively. Uh, both numbers are b- below the national averages. Uh, again, so th- you know that's uh, a uh, I guess a, a double hoop to jump through for Black and Latina women. All right, that's a big, big discrepancy. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Representative Quinn, I wonder, are there any factors here? Is there a rural factor? Um, sometimes, you know, there are circumstances, you, you, that, you know, you the... Uh, what's that? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wonder you're you're there in a very fairly rural district, rural county. You own a business in a very rural area. Sometimes the workforce is uh, made up differently in rural areas. There are factors there. I wonder if, uh, if those factors apply here. I not that I know of. Uh, Wasatch County is a rural community, but but becoming uh, less so. Um, and, and there's not a lot of. Uh, the amount of people that live there, there's not a lot of jobs. It's, it's not a bedroom community, but a lot of people do travel down to Utah Valley or to Salt Lake Valley to go to work. So I'm not sure that there's a correlation between the rural, um, the rural nature of my district and, and the disparity in pay. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more on this. We're talking about the wage gap and what to do about this. And we're talking about State Senator Jacob Anderegg's uh, Senate Bill 210, which uh, as Representative pointed out, is uh, still uh, stuck in committee. We'll see if that uh, get, makes it out and uh, makes it into law. Uh, his bill essentially would commission a study on whether whether there's a pay gap between male and female workers in Utah. Uh, he wants to quantify it, and he says transparency is important and would solve a lot of the problem. We have with us uh, Stephanie Pitcher from Utah Women's Coalition and Representative Tim Quinn, Republican from uh, Heber City. More following the break. Support for legislative programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our listeners and AARP Utah, a nonpartisan social change organization with a membership helping people 50 and over improve their lives by providing information, events, and advocacy on key issues. More information is available at aarp.org. Welcome to Science by the Slice. To address the frightening public health concerns of increasingly frequent drug-resistant pathogens, USU Uinta Basin biology professor Leanna Etchberger and her students are on the hunt for new antibiotics. The students collect soil samples and antibiotic-producing microbes in the vernal area and upload their findings to a central database of samples from around the world. Their efforts contribute to a global effort to combat disease. This segment of Science by the Slice is brought to you by the USU College of Science, offering degree programs in mathematics and varied scientific disciplines. Details at usu.edu slash science. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Uh, according to the National Women's Law Center, Utah women make 71 cents for every dollar paid to men. That's lower than av- national average, which is 80 cents for every dollar paid to men. We're talking about this wage gap on the program today. Uh, State Senator Jacob Anderegg has introduced Senate Bill 210, which would commission a study on whether there's a pay gap between male and female workers in Utah. And we're talking with Stephanie Pitcher from Utah Women's Coalition and uh, Representative Tim Quinn, Republican from Heber City. I know you have to get going, Representative Quinn, so maybe just uh, your last comment on this. What would you say uh, at the end of this segment here? Well, well, I think we've covered most of it in the questions you've, you've asked me. But, um, again, this was a statement by a citizen uh, who has his own beliefs. He was not speaking, or I can assure you that he was not speaking for the vast majority of Republicans or people in Wasatch County or in Park City. Um, I immediately, once once we realized the, the magnitude of, of, of how far this was reaching, we immediately sent out a press release uh, here from the Capitol, and, and I'd like to read it if I could, just okay. for those who may not have seen it. I said, I am shocked and appalled to learn how James Green feels about equal pay for women. I don't know where this belief came from. I do not subscribe publicly or privately to the words or the spirit behind these words, thoughts, or ideas. Of course, the Wasatch County Republican Party and I are for equal pay and rights for all people. My hope is that there will be a sincere apology, and I appreciate that he immediately stepped down from his position within the GOP. And I think that 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 encompasses my feelings as well as the vast majority of people within the county. Uh, Again, Jim is a good man. Uh, I know him. I don't know him well, but I do know him. And in, in speaking with him, he realized 
And Stephanie mentioned a little earlier about this was a, uh, an editorial that you know was um, that he contemplated and was deliberate. And uh, I'm not using the exact words she used, but um, Jim he sends out a lot of letters to, letters to the editors of a lot of newspapers. And I'm not certain that when he wrote it, he reread it. Um, and I think that if he had, he would have worded it differently. But I certainly, I don't believe in discrimination for any reason. Um, we're talking specifically about women's pay, the disparity between men and women's pay. And it's, it's a subject and a topic that we need to discuss. We need to collect that on. We need to see how big of a problem it is in Utah and then make adjustments where we need to. But this goes further than just speaking about women's pay. This is about discrimination in the workforce. And again, to me, I've never viewed it through a lens of male, female, black, white, uh, rich, poor, educated, uneducated. It's just who can do the job, who can do the job the best, and that person gets the job. So um, I, I hope that we can move beyond this issue. I hope that uh, that if Senator Andrag's bill does get passed through the Senate, then it will come over to the House and we have a chance to vote on it. And we can have some uh, studies done and real data produced here within Utah to see where the problem lies. Thank you very much. Representative Tim Quinn, Republican from Heber City, has joined us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, we continue on this uh, discussion. Uh, we have another uh, half an hour, and we'd love to hear from you. Stephanie Pitcher remains with us, Utah Women's Coalition. And uh, we are throwing out some questions to you. Do you support uh, Senator Andreg's bill? Essentially, the, the main part of Senate Bill 210 would commission a study on the pay gap. He wants to quantify this and says that would help a lot. And uh, Stephanie Pitcher has said that's great. Utah Women's Coalition supports it, but uh, we need to do more. And uh, we're asking you uh, what can and should be done to close the wage gap between men and women. You can comment right now to upraxcess at gmail.com, or you can call us at 800-826-1495. Stephanie Pitcher, this is in a larger context, is it not? Uh, I don't know how representative uh, James Green's comments were um, or are in Utah, but uh, Senator Andereg says he, he got the idea for Senate Bill 210 by watching comments at the women's marches. And one of the issues mentioned was the was the wage gap, and uh, he said as an, an economist he wanted to quantify this. Uh, so this does come in a larger a larger context. Um, I wonder if you talk a little bit about that, uh, the, the energy behind um, issues that uh, not only equal pay, but other issues that are espoused by your organization. Yeah, um, well, I think that it's really inspiring, honestly, that he uh, attended the march, he saw the enthusiasm, the great turnout there, and that he decided to do something about it. I think that's really what uh, good democracy looks like, uh, representatives who are listening to their constituents and um, trying to find good solutions to problems that they care about. So we were really encouraged to see that this bill came out kind of as a direct result of his observations at the march. Um, And, yeah, that's really a positive thing. Here's an email from John in St. George who says, Legislative committees are where controversial ideas go to die. In this case, the idea of creating a legislative study of the Utah wage gap is an abdication of responsibility of our elected officials to address this legitimate concern of pay equity. The study will never see the light of day in this legislative session. So John's analysis in St. George is the same as uh, Representative Quinn's that uh, probably is not going to go anywhere this legislative uh, session. I understand, uh, Stephanie Pitcher, that uh, Utah is one of six states that doesn't have a specific law on the books uh, uh, about the wage gap. Yeah, that's correct. We do have language in our anti-discrimination statute which prohibits wage discrimination. Um, But many, in fact, most states actually have their own separate bill that addresses uh, wage disparities and kind of lays out the process for uh, what that would look like in the standard for pursuing something after it is identified. Uh, Maybe tell me a little bit more. What what are those in other states, I guess most other states, uh, what are the the provisions in, in those laws? Ooh, I'd have to look it up to give you an accurate uh, assessment of that. Uh, okay. Uh, general principles, it's, uh, I guess, it specifically outlaws a, a wage gap? Does it wage, wage discrimination? Right, yeah, outlaws it. Um, and it has, like I said, it has different standards. So some bills will say equal pay for equal work. Um, others will say um, substantially similar work. There's other languages that says comparable work. So you see where I'm going. There's kind of uh, The standard might be a little bit different. 
um, depending on what, what that state legislature felt was appropriate. Right. Uh, let's go to Jennifer in Vernal, who has called us. Jennifer, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Well, you knew I was going to call on this one, right? Uh, I, I had a feeling, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> funny. Okay, so for starters, before I got married, I experienced a lot of, because I, I wasn't always unattractive and wrinkly, you know? And so I, 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 I experienced a lot of sexual harassment in jobs that I did, you know, before I got married, okay? That's for starters, okay? And then... um. When I got married, I got married in the temple, and I was told by my husband, Jennifer, you're here to serve me, okay? And that money, he he is an infertility specialist, okay? So he does OB, but he also uh, he helps people who can't have kids have kids, okay? But that money was all his, okay? He was the boss, okay? So this is where a lot of this comes from. And this is another thing. For this naive gentleman to not make the connection between the Republican Party and the teachings of the Church, and I love the Church. I don't love some of the horrible things that have come out of the Church, but I don't know of a Church where horrible things haven't happened. You can take a quick peek at the Catholics. But anyway, when we were in the Washington, D.C. Temple, well, before we went to the, there's a visitor center, and I distinctly remember that I was calculating what I had given up in order to not proceed with my education and, and get a higher-paying job, blah, 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 because I had five kids in five years. But I, that was my choice, okay? But there was a video at the visitor center, and it's a little song, and it's all about what Mommy gave up, but it was worth it because it's way more important to be a wife and mother, and basically it was like, Oh, well, so you didn't get your degree, okay? And at that time, a bachelor's would get you a job. So you didn't get your, you didn't get your degree, but look at these great kids and blah, blah, blah. Well, there's an assumption that women are going to work, A, for free, quite a bit, or B, for less than the guy jobs pay. If you're taking care of a, another human being, that pay is low. If you're taking care of kids... That if they're yours, that pay is zero. If you're taking care of other people's kids, that pay is low. You see that? But then I go and work out in the oil field, right? And I got paid what the guys got paid, but that's a boy job. See what I mean? Right. And I made quite mm -hmm. a bit of money. But see, that's mm -hmm. where, that's the underlying problem, is men who look at their work as being more valuable than our work. And here's the thing. You can do all the studies in the world. But if people don't believe that this exists, I know a lot of people who are racist who will tell you they're not racist. Okay? I mean, you don't need another study. There's lots of data on this. Plus, it makes Utah look terrible to the rest of the country. We're like Arkansas or something. Okay. I have vented. I thank you. Hallelujah. Okay. Have a good <laughs> Thanks. day. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Jennifer has vented some good points there to, to discuss, though, uh, uh, jumping off that. First of all, uh, Stephanie Pitcher, we, I, I asked uh, Representative Quinn the, this, uh, the, this question. Jennifer raised this. In her, in her view, uh, there, there is a religious-slash-cultural uh, component, at least to attitudes, which perhaps underpin um, practices which would lead to a, a wage gap. I, I don't know what your view is. Yeah, you know, she said one thing that I think was interesting, that the video that she saw was talking about uh, the importance of being a wife and a mother, but, you know, I think it's just as important to be a good husband and a father. And I, I touched on this earlier, but part of, of what we see contributing to the gender pay gap is just the, the roles women take on at home, and we really feel that that needs to be equally shared amongst uh, both the mother and the father. So, you know, when, when Dad gets home and, and uh, you know, he's had a long day at work, he should be taking on his fair share of the housework, of the child care, so that um, it's just not the mother. And we see this even when both parents work. The women still pick up a disproportionate share of that housework. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, I guess, an expectation. Uh, you know, separating this out even from, you know, religious um, argument, uh, just the just the culture, the overall culture, the mainstream culture. It has been uh, right. women expected to do unpaid work at home, right? 
Right, that's right. To yeah. the detriment of her professional advancement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll throw this question out to you. I, I wonder, I, I think some would say, at least it's my perception, that uh, things among young LDS women might be changing, attitudes might be changing there. Um, but uh, I'll throw that out to you. What Do you think this has a, a religious uh, component, underpinnings? Um, uh, and uh, we'd love to get your comment at upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at, uh, at gmail.com. Um, so, uh, Jennifer's point, uh, she phrased it, uh, girl jobs and boy jobs, right? She was, she was paid less at quote unquote girl jobs. And when she went to the oil field, which is, uh, viewed as a boy job, she got paid, uh, much more. Mm-hmm. Um, do yeah, you think you those know, perceptions think that, are out uh, there? Sorry, I was just going to say, I think that the author of that op-ed, uh, Mr. Green also made a comment about men's jobs and, you know, myself and my colleagues were kind of laughing about that, asking, you know, what are the men's jobs? I think anyone can do any job, and, and we really shouldn't place these types of classifications on work. Work is work, and um, either gender is equally qualified to do it, and it shouldn't be separated. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm going now to uh, your website, uh, utahwomenscoalition.org. Um, and uh, under the section on equal pay, uh, you talk about um, single mothers, uh, that the pay gap really impacts uh, children because uh, most adults living in poverty are single mothers. That's right, yeah. And, you know, Utah has quite a high divorce rate as well, so we do see that there are a lot of single mothers in this state, um, and so this, in- this issue particularly impacts them. Quoting here again from your website, the Institute for Women's Policy Research found that if women were paid fairly, single women's income would rise by 13.4%, single mothers would earn 17% more, married women's income would increase by 6%. And uh, so these wage increases would uh, reduce levels of poverty for single mothers by over 50%. That's that's pretty stark. It is, yeah. That would be big changes. Yeah. Um, and uh, you also go on to, t- to, to talk about uh, women of retirement age. Uh, the, the wage gap increases the likelihood that women of retirement age would slip into poverty. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, this, is, this issue impacts women across the spectrum. Right, right. Um, I wonder, we talked a little bit about this, but I'm, st- I'm curious, this... Um, to, to, to pinpoint, if we can, there's a disparity in Utah. As we mentioned, uh, 80 cents on the dollar, the wage gap nationally, but uh, 70 cents uh, for every dollar that men earn in, in Utah. You know, 10, 10 cents less for women in Utah. Right. And right. Uh, right. So, so I wonder, uh, any theories you have as to, as to why that why that gap? Gap within a gap. Uh, you know, I, I think that you mentioned there could be a religious or a cultural component, and I think that that's possibly true. I think there's a lot of emphasis in this state for women to um, get married and, and have children and raise those children, and I certainly think that that could be a contributing factor. Uh, going back to your uh, Facebook uh, page, the Utah Women's Coalition, the discussion there <laughs> is of shock that we're even talking about this in 2017. Shocked right. that there was pushback from Mr. Green, uh, uh, espousing a view. I don't know how many others uh, view it, but but kind of broader. Uh, so, women's issues, quote unquote. Do you do you think there has been a, a step back in the current political climate, or 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 not? On women's issues in general. Uh-huh, in general, yeah. Well, I think that. Um you know, with the election of Trump and a lot of conversations surrounding that, it certainly uh, put things in a different light. I think that women's issues have kind of come into the limelight, um, particularly with remarks that he's made. But again, on the flip side, Ivanka Trump has also been really advocating for paying uh, paternity leave for women and men, I believe. So there's kind of been a lot of interesting issues that have come out from national conversations, and I think that's trickled here into Utah as well. Mm. Some I've heard a discussion uh, among the women's marchers and, and so forth that uh, they really want their daughters and granddaughters to to get more committed to the movement. You know the quote unquote movement, which uh, women have been, um, which maybe their mothers were very involved in, but the, but their daughters uh, maybe haven't been as committed. 
I wonder if you see um, energy levels differ among the generations. Um, I think, yeah, I can see that being the case. I think that some of these issues, um, until very recently, weren't on a lot of people's radars, and a lot of it comes down to just awareness. Um, but again, like I said, particularly with the recent election and a lot of comments that were made, I think that's kind of reignited um, mm. ad, ad, advocacy on these on these matters. Mm. <laughs> One of the comments here on your on your Facebook page says, talking about Mr. Green's letter, mansplaining at its finest. <laughs> which, which um, you know, uh, would, I, I guess I'll just just leave it there unless you want to make a comment <laughs> yeah. on that. Um, there are a lot of different perspectives that, have, that come out on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You'll probably notice if you scroll through some of those. Yes, comments. yes, I've been scrolling through uh, the, some of these things. Uh, let's take another break. When we come back, I want to maybe uh, broaden the discussion and talk about some of the other issues that... Uh, Utah Women's Coalition works on, and we'll continue our discussion on the wage gap and what should be done. We're putting the question out to you, what can and should be done? Do you support Senator Andreg's bill, which uh, pretty simply would just study the issue? Is that enough? Uh, what should be done? And uh, what's underpinning this? What's the reason for the wage gap? And especially the, this disparity in Utah, 10 cents on the dollar uh, that men earned for women, Um, less than the national average. Uh, More following this break. Next time on Ask Me Another, actor Tim Daly talks about playing Taya Leone's husband on the CBS series Madam Secretary and how he had a recent skiing accident. Plus, we strike a pose to play a game about magazines other than Vogue, set to the tune of, you guessed it, Madonna's iconic song, Vogue. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Join us Saturday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio. This week on This American Life, there's this island in Hawaii that most of us would never be allowed onto. It's for Native Hawaiians to live in a more traditional way. It's been that way since the 1860s. The last place on Earth they speak Hawaiian as the everyday language. No running water, no streetlights, no drinking, no drugs. No talking to journalists. We go there. This week. Join us Saturday morning at 11 on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams, and we're talking about the wage gap. State Senator Jacob Anderegg's Senate Bill 210 would commission a study on whether there's a pay gap between male and female workers in Utah. He wants to quantify this, get some transparency out there. Uh, It is currently stuck in Senate committee. Uh, We want to know if you support Senate Bill 210 and uh, what causes this wage gap. Uh, In uh, Utah, women uh, earn 70 cents for every dollar that uh, men earn. In national average is 80 cents. And uh, the pay gap is even bigger for black and Latina women. 56 cents for uh, black women, 47 cents for Latina women, for every dollar paid to white men, uh, respectively. That's according to the National Women's Law Center. We're asking what can and should be done, and we uh, are asking for your experience. Jennifer gave us the benefit of her experience. We'd love to hear your experience as well at 800-826-1495, or you can email us to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. We're talking with Stephanie Pitcher from the Utah Women's Coalition, and we'd love to hear from you. Upraxcess at gmail.com or 800-826-1495. So, Stephanie Pitcher, uh, some people say, well, there is nuance to this issue. Uh, one factor is, and I think you mentioned this earlier in the program, uh, that a lot of women uh, do leave the workforce to, to raise their kids before coming back. Right, Yeah. That is uh, one of the big issues that we do see. And so uh, people, some people go on to, to say, well, you know, coming and going, um, and some jobs uh, do disproportionately hire women. Uh, it's just natural economic uh, forces that produces lower wages for these jobs. Sure, and I would agree with that. I think it makes sense. Anytime you take a step out of the workforce, um, that's going to impact you professionally. But what we also believe is that men and women ought to be taking proportionate shares to help raise the children. And so 
know, for example, we see that with FMLA leave, FMLA is a federal law that provides up to 12 weeks of unpaid but job-protected leave uh, for any type of um, medical emergency. So that includes the birth of a child. And we see that generally women will take the full three months, but men don't take more than a week or two. And so, you know, even though they both have the child, the woman is ultimately taking more time, stepping out of the workforce more time to care for that child. Mm. Getting back to, you know, um, attitudes, and, and I think attitudes are changing, but maybe slower than some people would like. Uh, at the bottom of your webpage, um, on your Twitter feed, in fact, uh, you report that House Bill 303 has passed out of committee. That bill requires all new public buildings to install baby-changing stations in both men's and women's rooms. I think that's, that has been a, a, a cultural attitude that, uh, you know, mothers will take their kids to the, you know, to the women's restroom to, to change them. But slowly over time, you've you've had uh, accommodations for or expectations that the, the men will do this, too. Right. Yeah. And that that actually just happened this morning. This is a bill that our group is working on. And as you stated, what it basically requires is that all new government buildings and any government building that undergoes a renovation in the bathroom um, that they must then install a baby changing station, and then that baby changing station must be equally accessible to men and women. So it could be that they have a family restroom where you know both genders can enter, or if not, then the law would require that the baby changing station is installed in both the men's room and the women's room. Hmm. Uh, we have a caller, Shayla in Logan. Uh, Shayla, glad you called. Go ahead with your question or comment. Hi, I just was hoping to get a little clarification on the numbers and the studies that are kind of being talked about. And I just didn't know, is that, how are they come by? I mean, is it just basically in a thousand women, they make this amount on average and they divide it by a thousand and that's where the, you know, the difference comes in? Or is it in this job, a man makes X and a woman makes this and that's where the percent comes from? Yeah, I think that's Senator Anderegg had a few of those questions as, as well. He's he's an economist. Uh, so um, Stephanie Pitcher, I don't know if you know of you know the, the behind the scenes of these studies. Yeah, the, I think the numbers that you've been quoting have been from have come out of the National Women's Law Center. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So my understanding is that those studies uh, take an aggregate the the whole population and all of the professions. So it's a combined study that says, you know, out of all the men and all the women, this is what what women and men earn. Although I have some numbers on certain professions. Um, I can tell you, for example, that in the dentistry profession, women make 76% of what men earn. Um, pilots and flight engineers, women make 64% of what men earn, uh, 64% as well for physicians and surgeons. So there are other studies that do actually parse this out and look at it over uh, specific professions. Uh, Sheila, is, does that answer your question, or are you, are you still trying to get to, to the, I guess, the, the yeah, general no, study? I, mean, okay. I, I guess that does. I think it's just more important, on, in my opinion, as far as if, if women aren't either choosing to take on more, um, rather that's maybe something that, you know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy and we put our own limitations on ourselves, both women and men. And I, I guess that was kind of my curiosity is maybe it's a need of looking at percentages of what women are in these specific positions, not just what they're making overall. Mm, right. How to, how to get women in those positions that they could make as much as men, because it's not really fair to go, well, there's laws, there's things that need to be done when in the same fashion... If you're not comparing apples to apples, I guess is, is where I'm going with that. Right. If you're not comparing job for job, well, then it's not really employers looking at it and going, well, she's a woman, we can get her work for less. <laughs> right. It's a matter of how do we get women in those positions and, and encourage them to step up and, and get that education, get that job. Yeah. Go for that job. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, appreciate that perspective, Sheila. Thank you. Uh, so Stephanie Pitcher uh, brings up a good point. It's it's I'm guessing it's in most cases it's not outright discrimination. It's it's the general pressures and cultural influences and and uh, you know that market forces on on the job forces as a whole. 
Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, I don't think all of this can be solved legislatively. I think that a good part of this as well is just kind of stepping back as parents to young children and young daughters especially and considering how are we raising our daughters. You know, if you've got um, an after-school chemistry club or an after-school sewing club, where do we put our daughters? And, and we ought to step back and say, you know, she would be a great chemist and um, put her in, give her the same types of opportunities that our young boys are having. Mm. So not all of it is, is legislative change, but I think it's a complicated issue. Um, there are several contributing factors for the wage gap, and I think it kind of deserves a comprehensive look at how to solve that. And I think Sheila has a good point. Uh, it, it is useful to break this out by, by job, and you, and, and, as you had those numbers there, um, to, to, to look at specific jobs or occupations and, uh, I guess, tackle it job by job. Sure, yeah, I think so. It makes sense. Uh, one, uh, I want to bring a, another point up that um, I can't remember exactly where I was reading this, um, but they're talking about um, federal uh, hiring, that there that there is transparency there. You know that the the wage ranges are known, and that that has tended to have a a evening effect, a leveling effect. Um, and, and then uh, one expert went on to say that uh, armed with that information, then uh, you can go in and, and uh, do better negotiation, um, negotiate uh, better to, to, to get your wages. Then an ex- another expert came on and said, well, uh, there might be further problems there because studies have shown that uh, women are, uh, are, are punished or, or seen as uh, too aggressive when they negotiate aggressively. So there's still attitude gaps there. Yeah, I've heard of those studies, although I have to admit, I've seen other studies that state that when women negotiate, they generally get more. Um, So I'm not sure how they're perceived. There might be some conflicting data on that. But again, I think going back to pay transparency issue that we discussed before, um, my understanding is that on the federal level, um, and not just the federal level, but actually anyone that contracts with the federal government, that uh, pay secrecy is prohibited. And so those employees can discuss their wages. And again, if you know what you're making and if you know that there's a disparity there, you can actually do something about it, and so that does make a difference. Mm-hmm. We have another caller, Barbara, in Hiram. Barbara uh, has called us. Uh, glad you did, Barbara. Go ahead with your question or comment. Oh, thank you. Um, I just wanted to make a comment about um, our daughters and our granddaughters, and I think that the reason that I feel apathy from my granddaughters in particular is that they grew up with a girl's gym, with um, the, uh, the amenities that, that they did not have at my school because we were girls. And um, so I just think since, they, since these things are already there for them, many things are there for them, not wage, but a lot of other things, that they are not aware and they don't feel a need to do anything about it. So until the uh, dispar- disparity in pay is brought to their attention as they get into the workforce, um, they will not do anything about it. That's just my thought at this point. Hmm. Uh, thanks, Barbara. Uh, so Thank do you, you. You, you do feel, use the word apathy from the younger generation? Do you feel yes. that they've gotten a bit complacent? Well, they've, they've, they're riding on the, on the shoulders of things that we went through and, and some of our daughters went through, but the grandchildren don't have a clue of, of the battles and the... Um, the things that were done to get there. Hmm. So, well, thank you, Barbara. Appreciate thank that. Thank you. Bye. So, Barbara and Logan called us. Uh, we have another uh, about three minutes left in the discussion. You could get a quick uh, phone call into us. We'd love to hear your perspective. 800-826-1495 or upraxcess at uh, gmail.com. Uh, um, I just want to um, mention uh, some of the issues, or, or maybe, Stephanie, have you uh, mentioned some of the issues uh, the Utah Women's Coalition works on? Um, one of those is um, work and family. Just reading here the sentence, we envision a state where women are equally represented in elective offices and private sector managerial positions. Yeah, um, so legislatively we've done a number of things on this issue. Last year we actually ran and passed a bill that provides reasonable accommodations for pregnancy and breastfeeding in the workplace. So the bill essentially states that if you've got a mother who's breastfeeding her child, 
the employer must provide reasonable breaks and an appropriate place, um, and that does not include a bathroom. It must be a non-bathroom location for that woman to either nurse or express milk. So that was an issue that we ran last year. We were really excited to see that it passed. Um, this year, we had a bill that actually died just a couple of weeks ago, but it would have expanded um, eligibility for FMLA. And as I mentioned, FMLA is that federal law that provides up to 12 weeks of unpaid leave, but... Um, you know, up to 44% of the workforce doesn't even qualify for that unpaid leave because there are certain qualifications that you have to meet in order to get it. So this bill would have expanded that. We were a little disappointed to see that it didn't even come to a vote on the committee hearing, but it's an initiative we'll be looking at next session and moving forward. Oh, we just have a, a couple of minutes left. Any other legislation that your uh, organization is looking at uh, this this session? Yeah, there's one other bill that we're running ourselves. Um, this bill would require that billing companies separately bill parents to a divorce degree, so separated parents who have who share expenses of minor children just, just ask that those billing providers uh, split the bill themselves and individually bill the two parties instead of putting the onus on one parent, usually the custodial parent, to then attempt to collect the other parent's portion. So um, we think this is you know a good bill and it really ensures the economic security of women and families. One issue that uh, that you look at apparently the Utah Women's Coalition freedom from violence, um, a very important issue, of course. Yeah, very much so. And you know, there's been a lot of legislation discussion addressing um, guns and access to guns. We've been tracking those matters and um, providing advocacy where it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, Stephanie Pitcher has joined us. She's from the Utah Women's Coalition, uh, and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Earlier, Representative Tim Quinn, Republican from Heber City, has uh, joined us. We've been talking about State Senator Jacob Andereg's uh, Senate Bill 210, which would commission a study on the pay gap. We were also talking about uh, former Republican Party official in Wasatch County, James Green's uh, very controversial uh, statements. And uh, we can continue the conversation, hope that you will, on this issue by going to upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at uh, gmail.com. And thanks so much for listening and participating in uh, Access Utah today. Maybe humans are what happens when high intelligence evolves in an animal that also has hands, and dolphins are what happens when more extravagant intelligence evolves in an animal without hands. Close encounters of the earthly kind. That was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. That's on the next Radio Lab. Join us this Saturday at noon on Utah Public Radio. Every March, the people in this town go out to the surrounding cattle acreages and they cull the diamondback herds and they gather up one and a half tons of rattlesnake. And why they tell you this in wait, I don't know. Join us next time for stories of rescue, widowhood, and rattlesnakes. That's the Moth Radio Hour from PRX. Join us Saturday night at 6 on Utah Public Radio. I'm Sally Swift. This week on The Splendid Table, it's America's 10 best food cities, ranked by the very brave Washington Post food critic Tom Sietzma. And what ingredients are inspiring chef Yotam Odalengi? Don't miss it. That's The Splendid Table, the show about life's appetites from APM. Join us Sunday morning at 11 on Utah Public Radio. This is Utah Public Radio, a statewide service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, and KUSU FM Logan. Also heard online at upr.org.